Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I just realized as I hit record that this is the last episode I'll be recording in my downtown loft in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I am moving, so you guys will hear this episode on Saturday. It's going to air on Saturday, the 25th of February, 2017. So I am moving the day before that, the 24th of 2017, February. Uh, I know you guys might listen to this episode years from now, but I am moving and embarking on a new adventure, kind of changing my theme for 2017. I'm crazy excited about it. So when this airs on Saturday, the 25th of February, 2017, Uh, I will be writing and making available to those on my VIP email list an email about why I'm moving, what I'm doing, what's changing, and why. And that is going to be emailed out on Sunday, the 26th of February, 2017. So if you guys are hearing this episode before the 26th of February and you want to know all the details about what's changing and why and how it's going to really benefit the Primal Potential community, make sure you are on that free VIP email list. You can get on it uh, over at primalpotential.com right on the homepage. You just drop in your name and email and that email will be going out on Sunday morning, the 26th of February, 2017 with all of the details for those of you that are interested in that move. Today's episode, I want it to be a little bit like a workshop in that there is an activity I want you guys to do as we listen to this episode and moving forward after the episode is over. But before we get to that workshop kind of activity I want to do with you guys, I want to have a little missed connections moment. You know how in the paper they'll say, you know, you with the brown hair in the coffee shop, I really liked your smile, whatever, it's not like that. But what happened is somebody emailed me through the contact form on primalpotential.com. So basically the way that works is like you put in your name and email, you type in the message and it goes to my inbox. Well, this person, Jocelyn, misspelled her email address so I can't respond to her. Sometimes the the misspelling is obvious and I can kind of figure it out, um, but in this case I couldn't. So Jocelyn, who has the word silvers in her email address, I tried to respond to you, but I couldn't because it looks like you misspelled your email address, and I hate that. Guys, you can't even imagine the guilt that eats me up when that happens, and so many times people kind of fat finger their email address, and I can't respond, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna think that I ignored their email, which I do not do. So to Jocelyn, who has the word silvers in her email address, You emailed me about breaking barriers and you asked if people usually lose weight when going through breaking barriers, which is one of my e-courses. And I I don't want you to think that I didn't respond to your email. I tried to, but 
You can email me again with the correct email address, um, or let me just answer your question here. The short answer is, do people usually lose weight when they go through breaking barriers? Yes. Caveat, if they do the work, right? You'll get out of it what you put into it. I love that course. I think it's epic. I think it's life-changing. I created it for me more than for everybody else, and, and I go through it on the regular because it helps me so much with my with my decision making with my attitude and it absolutely has a spillover effect into the way that i eat the way that i work out here's the thing though are there people who buy it and never go through it yeah are those people going to lose weight probably not right or if you go through it and you listen but you don't do anything differently are you going to lose weight no probably not there are many people who are still in the place of learning without doing or taking action. And, and that's just life, right? But for people who go through breaking barriers with the intention to take action on what they know, heck yeah, they absolutely will lose weight and, and also see benefits in other areas of their lives. So missed connection moment, Jocelyn emailed me about breaking barriers and weight loss. I promise I tried to email you back, um, but feel free to reach out anyway. So, okay, the activity that I wanna do with you guys today is about excuses right? We all make excuses. The challenge, though, is that in the moment, we often don't recognize them as excuses. They seem legit and logical. We are much better at identifying other people's excuses. We kind of roll our eyes knowingly when we hear them. But for ourselves, in the moment, it often seems like logic. And that's what makes it so hard to overcome your excuses because how do you stop making them if in the moment they seem really logical? If in the moment when you say, oh, I'll be better tomorrow, you believe that you will be and not only do you believe you'll be better tomorrow, but you believe that that commitment to be better tomorrow justifies or in some way cancels out whatever it is that you're about to do. So today's activity is aimed at trying to help you increase that awareness of your excuses as you are making them so that you can see them for what they really are. My goal here is quite frankly to help you be brutally honest with yourself about your excuses. Now, within the Fat Loss Fast Tracks, I can do this pretty well. If somebody makes an excuse, I can gently or sometimes not very gently say, okay, that is not your only option in terms of a perspective. That is a way that you are justifying something you're not gonna feel good about afterwards. But I wanna help you all develop this skill on your own, right? Because when it comes to goal achievement, when it comes to getting what you want instead of just wishing that you had it, good decisions matter. And decisions based on excuses, they're just not your best decisions. And decisions based on excuses, when you don't recognize it as an excuse, it's essentially a lie you tell yourself. And that's dangerous. So I want to help you overcome that. I'll tell you how this came about. A few days ago, I was reading an ebook uh, by James Altucher. He's got a podcast that I, that I enjoy. I'm not much of a podcast listener, uh, but I do tend to, if there's somebody that I've listened to a couple of their episodes and they have a book, um, I'm more likely to read their book than to listen to a podcast on the regular. But anyway, in this book, he says that there is always a gap between what you have now and what you want. There's always a gap between what you have now and what you want, where you are and where you want to be. And in that gap is your excuses, 
lack of time, lack of money, lack of effort, low metabolism, too much stress. And I really think that that's actually a very powerful observation that the space between where you are and where you want to be, the only thing in that space is your excuses. So if we can chip away at the excuses, we get closer to where we want to be, right? And I think that's exciting because what it means is all that's between us and what we want is our excuses. Or of course, if you're not making excuses, it could just be a matter of time. But if you feel like you're not making progress, it's just a matter of excuses. Maybe it's the time we didn't invest or the opportunities to make a great choice that we passed up. That's all. So if we want to get what we want, we just need to slowly chip away at and remove our excuses because we hate that gap. The distance between where we are and where we want to be, it's frustrating, it's annoying, it nags at us, and we waste a lot of energy and emotion on that gap. The gap is the problem. And when we can eliminate it, right, then we move to where we want to be and have having what we want to have, achieving what we want to achieve. If you have the ability, and you all do, to identify your excuses and slowly eliminate them, you're going to get where you want to go. Now, here's the challenge. How? Because often we're not paying attention. And even if we are paying attention, in the moment they feel really legit. And the whole idea of not paying attention, that is one that people use as an excuse all the time. Like, I didn't notice. I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't realize it until later right? Which in the moment feels very real and very valid. And just because something is true doesn't make it valid, right? Yes, you might be emotional. Yes, you might have not remembered. Yes, you might not have had a lot of time. Those are true, but not necessarily valid. They do not need to stand in your way unless you allow them to stand in your way, right? Lots of times people will say, well, I'm just not paying attention, And what that means is I haven't yet done the work to train myself to pay attention so that I can know what my excuses are and be aware in the moment that I'm making an excuse. There there tend to be two problems around the area of excuses. Number one, you don't realize it's an excuse in general, right? Like if you really believe that you can't make good food choices when you're emotional, you're not accepting that that's an excuse. Yes, it might be true that you are emotional, but that doesn't make it valid. It doesn't make it necessary to derail the choice you plan to make. The other problem is you're just really good at selling those excuses to yourself, which most of us are. And either way, whichever camp you fall into, it's a problem we need to solve so that we can close the gap between where we are and where we want to be. So here's what I want you to do. I want to start it this way. When you have the time, I want you sitting down with a piece of paper as you do this because I want you actually writing this down as we go through it. On a piece of paper, I want you to have a left side and a right side. Doesn't matter if your paper is long ways or sideways, doesn't really matter. Left side, right side, okay? And the goal of having two sides of the paper is to identify the difference between what you say you'll do and what you actually do, what you plan to do and your reality, okay? On the left side, I want you to write down what you most commonly intend for. And you might be thinking about one scenario where there's the biggest gap between what you plan to do and what you say you'll do, like maybe the evenings or the weekends or when you're out to eat or when you're traveling, or it might just be in general. So on the left side of the paper, 
I want you to write down your plan or your intention, what you've said you'll do, okay? Maybe you said uh, you're gonna follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, and every day you're like, yep, today is the day I'm gonna follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, which I talk about in detail in episode 95, for those of you that are like, the what? Or episode 195, did I say 95? 195. Um, or maybe it's that you you intend to not eat after dinner, or not have dessert after dinner, or you know have only one glass of wine. I don't know, whatever it is for you. So on the left side, you write down the plan, the intention, whatever it is that is the standard you have set on the left side. Then on the right side, write your reality. So for example, if you said on the left side, I intend to follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, but maybe for this day, on the right side, you ended up ordering a sandwich at lunch. So not exactly within the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. So left side is, I intended to follow the golden rules. Right side, and I ordered a sandwich. Or maybe you say on the left side, I am not gonna have any sweets today. But on the right side, you dove into the dark chocolate after dinner. So on the left side is, your most common plan or strategy that you struggle to execute, but it's your intention, it's your goal, right? On the left side, maybe I plan to have one drink when I go out tonight, but on the right side, I talked myself into three. So left side is the ideal, right side is your reality, the choice that differs from the plan or the standard that you set, okay? You're doing this either for one particular scenario that represents your hardest time, or you can do it for multiple scenarios, it doesn't matter. Now, in the middle, those are your excuses. You might not see them right now, you just see two facts. I plan to follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, I had a sandwich. But the middle is your excuses. How do you get from the intention, the left side, to the reality, the right side? What excuse did you use? How did you justify that choice on the right side that was different from your intention or your standard? How did you talk yourself into it? Maybe you were walking through the cafeteria at work and you were like, oh, nothing looks good. Or the common one, I'm gonna be better tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna be super strict. Or maybe you use emotion, but what is the bridge How do you move from the left side, your standard, to the right side, your choice? And it might be one or two excuses that are most common for you, or you might find that there are a bazillion. If you're looking at one scenario, you planned to go out and have one glass of wine, but you ended up having three, what was the internal dialogue that convinced you to have three when you set a standard for one? And some of you might be thinking, I don't know. Well, then the excuse is I'm not paying attention. Just because it's true doesn't make it valid. You're not stuck there. Now, for most of us, there's going to be an excuse that we use most often. It's the one that's most effective for us. And I am not asking you to eliminate all of your excuses in one fell swoop, not at all. The first thing I want you to do is just identify them. Identify what is in the gap. And that might be the starting point for many of you. That's all you're at. You're paying attention to how did I move? How did I move myself from what I intended to what I actually did? That's a really powerful starting point for many people. But for others, you might say, oh yeah, I'm really clear on what's in the gap and how I talk myself out of my standard. And I'm ready to start tackling these, okay? 
So pick the one that is the most common excuse you use and tell yourself this one, just this one, this one excuse is off limits for now. Now here's the thing. I wanna first, before we talk a little bit more about eliminating one excuse at a time, not accepting it anymore, I wanna remind you that this is not a one and done activity. It might be that you begin every day with the left side of your paper. This is my intention for the day. These are the situations that I could see being a challenge and here's my standard. Here's what I'm planning for. And then at the end of the day, you look at the right side and you say, was there a difference? And if there was a difference, this is the most important part. It's not just, oh yeah, I broke this promise I made to myself. This is how I talked myself into it because awareness of those excuses is powerful. I don't want anybody to do this just once. If you find that there is this big gap between what you are intending and what you're actually doing, for a month or so, do this every single day so that you can increase that awareness of the way you talk yourself out of what you said that you would do, all right? So then you're gonna pick one of your most common ones. Now here's the deal, it is now off the table. You cannot use it anymore. Let's say that one of your most common ones is, I'm tired, I just don't care right now. It might be true that you are tired, but that doesn't make it a valid reason to dishonor yourself, to break a promise you made to yourself, to hold a standard you set for yourself. So for now, that one, and this is just an example, I'm so tired I don't even care today, that one is off the table. So when you notice yourself serving that one up, it's just, nope, come up with something else right? And you can come up with a different excuse, but you can't use that one. You could also just be straight up direct without an excuse. I'm choosing to indulge right now. I'm choosing to break a promise I made to myself and I accept the immediate and long-term consequences. Awesome. Great. Or you can pick a different excuse. The dog ate my fat loss friendly lunch, but you are taking that one off the table. You can't play that card anymore, right? Now, I know that some of you might be thinking, well, in that moment, it just, it happens so fast. I don't think about it. I don't remember that that excuse is off the table. I've already used it. And then I just remember later. I forget about this challenge. Well, what I want you to think about is how would we approach that problem? I forgot in other realms. If you just accept it, I forgot. I can't remember. That's, that's another excuse you're using. When we forget something in another aspect of our life, what do we do? Just never do it because, oops, we forgot? No way. We create a plan. I'm sure some of you guys have heard about the, the no complaining challenge. I think there's even a book on it. In fact, my mom was reading it recently. It might be like 21 days without complaining. And because we often just find ourselves in a complaint and then we're like, oh, crap, I was complaining about how tired I am, they wear a rubber band around their wrist. And looking at that rubber band reminds them, oh yeah, I'm doing this no complaining challenge. So that's one way, put an elastic band on your wrist, right? That is a way to train your attention to think about whatever it is you're trying to do. And guys, there are a million ways we can train ourselves to remember. The challenge is often we just let ourselves off the hook and we don't try to remember. You can set a reminder on your phone for every hour or every two hours or certain times of the day and the reminder pops up on your phone and just says, excuses, question mark. You can leave notes for yourself. There are a million ways to do this. I know when we're talking about awareness of food choices within my fat loss fast track groups, I'll often challenge somebody who's struggling to be mindful of their choices to journal before they eat and not even necessarily journal. 
Just scribble down whatever it is you're about to eat before you put it in your mouth. I don't care if it's on a post-it note or the back of a receipt or a note in your phone or you send yourself an email, but that is a way that we train our attention. There are lots of ways to train your attention. Don't just say, oh, I didn't remember. Find a way to remember. Call this excuse awareness. I want you going through your day with an increased awareness, an increased honesty with yourself and directness of, dude, that's an excuse. And that's an excuse. And oh yeah, this is what's in the gap between what I want and what I'm actually doing, between where I am and where I want to be. That right here, this excuse I'm about to make, this is my gap. This is why I don't yet have what I want. I want you to be brutally honest. This internal dialogue about being too stressed or overwhelmed to go to the gym, that's your gap right there between where you are and where you want to be. Guys, no one's impressed by your excuses. It's almost like we validate the choice we don't want to make to like kind of um, uh, to give our ego a boost. Like it's okay because serve up excuse. It's a way we make ourselves feel better about the choices we would otherwise feel bad about. No more. I don't want you to feel good about those choices. I want you to be honest with yourself when you're making an excuse, right? No, this isn't like a public forum. Nobody's asking you to make a public declaration of your excuses, but at a minimum, be honest with yourself, right? Here's a critical question. What are you doing about your excuses other than thinking about them and accepting them? If you want your life to be different, if you want your body to be different, if you want your health to be different, what are you doing that is different? Stop making excuses. Start making changes. The excuses are always going to be there, but the opportunity to make a great choice might not always be there, but it is there today. So don't accept the excuses today and at a bare minimum, at least be honest with yourself and increase your awareness of when you're making them and what you're making with this exercise of here's the left side, my plan, my intention, my standard, here's the right side, what I actually did, and here's how I made that leap. Here's how I crossed that barrier. Here's how I talked myself into that choice that differed from my plan, my goal, my standard, my expectation of myself. Excuse awareness, that is what we are practicing, right? There are always going to be barriers and limitations, but there's also always a way. It's whatever one you accept for yourself that determines what you'll achieve. I want to wrap up with a uh, quote that I love. It says, difficulty is the excuse that history never accepts. Difficulty is the excuse that history never accepts. Yeah, it's tough. And that's also an excuse. It doesn't stop you. It is true, but not necessarily valid. Hope you guys really take advantage of this as an exercise. And to Jocelyn with the word silvers in your email, I apologize that I couldn't respond to you, but uh, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always here to help in every way I can. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.